So here, here's a uh, interesting game, kind of. Um, so I, what I want you to do, Jake, I want you to so pick a movie, right, and keep one actor in the movie um, as just whoever he is in the film, and everything in the film is the same, the plot, everything, uh, but the rest are played by Muppets. Um, what movie do you pick? <laughs> This is a good question. Um, so I'm gonna go with Endgame, Avengers. Oh, Endgame. that would be fun. That'd be fun. And the actor that I'm gonna keep. All right, you ready for this? The actor that I'm keeping, and I'm keeping him exactly the way he was in the movie, is Chris Hemsworth as Fat Thor. Like. Uh, <laughs> and everybody else's Muppets and I, I don't know funny. hilarious because it'd be like him being all mopey Thor hanging out with Muppets the whole time right? like he's having a bad acid trip yeah <laughs> that's hilarious um yeah could you imagine like I don't know who they like I mean it would be cool to have like Captain America as Grover or Grover as Captain America I don't know yeah or when we when you say Muppets, do we have to pick the Muppets, or maybe it's just the characters are Muppet versions of themselves? I I, I kind of thought it was Muppet versions of themselves. Okay, I all mean, right. You so could have Big Bird playing somebody, I guess. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Like, could you imagine Elmo as Thanos? Uh, I mean, like that would be awesome. But yeah, <laughs> Elmo is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fucking <laughs> so. <laughs> I picked Schindler's List. Oh God! And the guy I keep, the guy I keep the same is Oscar Schindler. So oh. everyone, <laughs> that is. Oh man, you went dark with that real fast. Well, dude, you went dark too. You're like, I'm gonna <laughs> choose, you know, Mopey Thor, and everyone else is a Muppet. And I'm like, that's kind of funny, but I got one better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know what another good one would be um, Justice League but like the Snyder Cut if they would release it right <laughs> and uh, keep I don't know Superman the same I just wanted to say release the Snyder Cut Welcome to another episode of Geekast X. Geekast X is a podcast released each week dedicated to all things pop culture. We cover the latest geek news, movies, and comics, as well as doing reviews and commentaries where you, the listener, can watch along with us. If you'd like to reach out to us with any ideas or feedback, please send an email to geekastx at gmail.com. That's G-E-E-K-A-S-T-X at gmail.com. Beside me is my partner in podcasting, Jake, and I'm Sean. 
We give a special thanks to Anchor for giving us the tools to create this podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date and interact with us through our social media outlets, you can search GeekCastX on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a backlog of old episodes available on YouTube and iTunes. Our newest episodes are available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We thank you for tuning in to another episode of GeekCastX. Hello there, fellow geeks. As always, we start off with the latest news and rumors from around the internet. Coming up next, so stay tuned. So this week in the news, Disney Plus announced that they were going to be releasing um, The Rise of Skywalker, completing the whole Skywalker saga that they have out now on currently on Disney Plus. Uh, it's going to be releasing May 4th, which is obviously Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Uh, they also announced, I think a couple weeks ago, that they will be releasing the first four episodes of the making of behind-the-scenes Mandalorian series, May 4th. And then, I believe, the subsequent four episodes, eight in total, uh, the following weeks. Also, um, another Star Wars little, East, not Easter egg, but, you know, nugget for us is that Clone Wars, the series finale of Clone Wars is going to be released on May 4th. Wow, they got a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. As someone who loves Star Wars with a burning, fiery passion, uh, I'm like, yes! Unfortunately, I have to work that day. So, I mean, I've already watched, you know what I mean? Like, we've already, we did a commentary on Rise of Skywalker. Now you guys can listen to it and watch along on Disney Plus if you have it. But I'm more excited for that behind-the-scenes Mando documentary and the finale of Clone Wars. So stoked that. You do like the behind-the-scenes stuff a lot. Oh, yeah. It's it's my favorite. It's my most favorite thing in the world. I always say that um, like the the art of cinema and creating movies is what, like, it's, I say it's it's real magic, like R E E L. I got gotcha. it. Yeah, I mean, it, would you agree with me? Like, you know what I mean? Because when you're yeah. holding on a movie, it like takes you to another world. It like sucks you in, and you're watching the film, and you're like, you are in the movie. You feel for these characters. You you go on their journey, their ride. You know what I mean? By the end of it, you know, you're feeling completely different. And then, like, when you ever get that feeling, like, you know, when you read a book and you're done with the book and you're just like, now what? Like, that's how I feel when I leave a movie. Like, man, that was such an intense movie. Like, now what? You know? And the whole making of, that's, that's the magic. That's how they make the movies. Like, the whole behind the scenes and stuff, they're, like, revealing behind the curtain, like, yeah, this is how we did it. And now you know, and it's just like, oh, that is awesome that's so genius how they did that you know what i mean i don't know it's just really yeah. cool. actually i think I, I know what you mean i wrote a paper on it in college <laughs> well i mean it's exciting stuff to see how they make things it's always interesting to me as well right although very much that is your thing for sure definitely dude that again that's that's real magic how they do it R E E L. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, it really is. So, 
Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm I'm excited, I guess, to see the Skywalker saga. I think I've watched every other Star Wars movie on there already. So, you know, whatever. What's one more? Yeah, what's one more? I think I'm more excited hmm. about the bonus features. Because I haven't... Well, no, you know what? I did watch the bonus features for Rise of Skywalker. They were pretty good. Yeah. I have not. You know what I'm ready, though, for, for like, what gets me going with Star Wars is I'm ready for some more Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Like, me too. I am ready for that. Did you see that? There's a, uh, what is it? I can't remember what they're called, but there's a, like a milk company. You know what I mean? And I want to say it's kind of like, um, not UDF, but like it's some kind of brand name of milk like Big Chug or something, but something, I think it's called Traders or Tandy or something like that. And normally they have blue milk and it's like cupcake flavored or birthday cake flavored. And for a very limited time on May 4th, the label will be changed to Bantha milk. And the expiration date oh. yeah, is May 4th. That's awesome. Right. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I looked in my area, but nothing's there. Uh, there were some areas in Columbus, though. See if you can score us a couple of those. <laughs> All right. We'll do a live sample on the, on the show. We'll taste it. If we can get a hold of it, I mean. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah, hey, I will look. I'll look. I'll send you a link Next later. Monday, right? Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah. I love Star Wars Day. All right. All right. What else is going on in the news? Um, They released uh, yet another movie has been pushed back. Um, Spider-Man, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has been moved from April 8th, 22, back to October 6th, 2022. Yeah. Uh, That one stings a bit. Yeah, I know. That was such a good movie. That's probably one of my top three favorite Spider-Man films into the Spider-Verse. I yeah. love that one. Just like the way it was animated, have... man. Like it was like how they did that like double exposure thing. Like, you know what I mean? So like when you're reading old comics and like the dots misalign and that's how they, yes, that's how they did absolutely. the perspective blur. Like, oh, this is genius. And how like it, it had like this almost like they slowed the frame rate down. So it looked a little stop motiony as if it was like pages being flipped really fast. And then the whole, yeah, like kind of like speech bubbles, you know what I mean? So like when he jumps or something, there'll be like a crash and you get that splash page look. Absolutely. That was actually such a... The movie was great for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I'm ready for that sequel. You know, Stanley had like four cameos in that. He's like hidden in the background and then there's the main one. That one got, ah, oh, man, that... He sure did. I remember watching that in the theaters like right after he had passed. And like getting choked up, where like the mask always fits eventually. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's too soon. It's too soon. Uh, my my favorite part, actually, another thing that that way of animated or animating is so unique that Sony Pictures patented. Really? Yeah. It's never been. No animated feature has ever been made like that so they're like this is unique this is genius we're gonna patent this shit and not only that 
uh, I don't know if you've seen, they're coming out with a new movie called Connected, and it's animated almost kind of the same way. Uh, the previews are out there. Uh, I, I saw one preview when I went to go see, I think it was Onward. Dude, that movie, I've never laughed so hard in a trailer in, in many moons, I'll tell you. Hmm. I recommend watching that. Check yeah, it out. do it. Hmm. What do you got? Well, on on the topic of movies, the apparently, and this is per the Wall Street Journal, the Trolls sequel has made more money in three weeks on digital than the original did in five months of being in theaters. Wow! And yeah, normally I wouldn't say that we talk about the Trolls movie, but it brings up an interesting point with the coronavirus going on, and you know all these movies that have been pushed back. You know, like. What, what does this mean for the future of cinema? I mean, are we going to still be going to movie theaters when this is all done or, right? you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, man, movie theaters, I kind of think those as dirty places and yeah, after pandemic, I don't know. I know. I don't know if I want to go to a dirty place. And it's funny you bring that up yeah. because me and Sebastian, he was on our Skywalker cast. Um, I've talked about that at length. Because back in the day, they used to have something called the Mega Ticket or something like that, where you could buy a ticket and it was like 24 bucks or something like that. And you'd get the movie ticket, uh, like a poster, a large popcorn, and then the digital version of the movie when it was released. All included in that. Oh, yeah. Wow. And we were talking about how, like, if they're able to release these movies to us early in theater is this the death of the movie theaters? Like, is this the pandemic that caused it? But what, you know what I mean? Like movie tickets are expensive and you, you know, half your life savings for a medium popcorn. Like, now you can do it in comfort during right. home. Right. I mean, it, it does bring up some interesting questions. I mean, that is, that is definitely an animated it's gonna, movie. It's going to revolutionize a kid's movie. It's going to revolutionize the way we view cinema now, I think. Right. I mean, there's definitely a part of me that's like, you know, I love going to the oh, movies. Sure. Like, I love seeing that on the big screen. You know, I watched all of the Dark Knight trilogy when Dark Knight Rises came out in a packed theater. I mean, that was an experience. That's exactly. That's why I now. love. That's why I love movies. Like, that's why cinema and movies and film are such a huge passion for me. Because growing up, that was what I would me and me and my bro- brother would go to the movies like every Saturday and Sunday to see these new releases. And I don't know, it's just was a huge staple of my childhood. And so now that like that's gone, away, right. maybe it'll be more of like a, I don't know, treasured thing. Like, Oh, movies are open again. We can go. And like, that's like, you know, when you're young and a teenager, you go with your friends, you take your date, you know, and then it's, it's just, revolutionize what you know what i mean it's it's gonna be weird coming out right like, it is it is do gonna you think be they'll weird. still continue this trend where they'll like release things to us early digitally or i'm not sure i think it i mean with i feel like a lot of places a lot of states are reopening may 1st i have not heard about movie theaters being an option right now i assume they're in the same category as bars and restaurants where a lot of those are not reopening as of may 1st 
But, ah, man, I mean, I really hope it's not the death of movies. You know, I mean, I know for sure this has definitely taken a toll on the comic book store industry. Mm-hmm. Not, not excuse me, not necessarily DC and Marvel. But, I mean, you know, it, uh, you know, speaking of movie theaters, I, I've just, you know, brought to my mind of comic book shops. You know, a lot of those are independently owned. I mean, I would say almost all of them are independently owned. They are the smallest of the small business. Like, man, I know they're going to be hit hard, especially with so many digital options for comics. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't you can't forget about, you know, the you know, the merchandise and collector's items. But also those can be bought online. Right. We live in it's going to be a different world. We live in a modern era. You know what I mean? Everything's can be done online. You don't have to leave your house. Right. I also think, um, back to the movie theater thing, I remember when this whole thing happened, they were like, you know, this is the first time in in years, centuries, that the box office records are like zero. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, And not only that, like, um, I, I also remember reading a story like they opened movies op- or like theaters over like in China because they thought they were done uh, and it caused another outbreak. So they opened too soon, I think, is basically the moral of that story. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. We will. All right, folks, it's time for our weekly top five where we rank different topics and don't tell each other what's on our list. Coming up next. All right, this week for the weekly top five, we're going to do comic book Green Lanterns. As always, we start off with our honorable mentions who didn't make the list, but we're still, you know, good enough to mention. <laughs> All right, who you got for yours? Um, I only, I had three. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Rock on. Let's yeah. go. And in no particular order, uh, I feel like, because then I don't want to be like, this is a sub- Top five of the top five. You know what I mean? So, right. sure. in no particular order, I had uh, Tomare because he's like, you know, the dude who, like, he's like the orientation guy for, for the Green Lantern Corps. Uh. Um, right? And uh, my next honorable mention uh, was Kilowog because uh, he's awesome and I like the concept of him and he does the, uh, He's, he's like the trainer. He's like he trains you when you're when you're the when you're first in the core. You know what I mean? He's the boot camp guy. Um the poozer. And then last but not least, Bruce Wayne. Oh wow. I didn't even think about him. Holy crap. Yes, he did wear the Green Lantern ring once upon a time in an Elseworlds twice. Tale. He's done it twice. Yes. Well, and in normal continuity, right? He's worn a couple different uh, rings in continuity, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I yeah, I mean, know. it's comics. Whatever. Everything will happen eventually, <laughs> anyways. Right, yeah. I was going to say, I, I love the, uh, I think it's called Blackest Night, where he gets the ring, and he, uh, and, and basically Joker becomes his Sinestro. He gets the yellow ring. Um, that was a pretty interesting 
story. But then there was a new one that came out recently where Bruce Wayne gets the ring from Abin Sur and he breaks it kind of, you know what I mean? Like he, he like goes to use it cause he gets it as a child, I believe. And. Oh, are you talking about the, the dark Knight metal? Oh, is that one. what that's from? Yeah. He gets it and yeah. he kills Joe with it, and the ring's like, no, nah, we don't kill. And he goes, I'm Batman. I'll do what I want. And he kills Joe chill with right. it. And then he goes and he uh, like takes out the guardians or something and walks into the lantern, but then like comes out like super green lantern Batman. Yeah. Ends up taking up lanterns. That's a good honorable mention. I didn't think about that. I would like to, in the moment, add him to also to my honorable mention. To <sighs> Come on. You can't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Good. Um, my honorable mention is Alan Scott, and I picked him oh. because he's the first. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Other than that, I have not really ever found him interesting. All right, Jake. What do you have for who do you have for number five? I actually have one of your honorable mentions for my number five. I went with uh, Tomare for my number five. Oh. Um. I just so happen to think he's a little bit more than the orientation guy. Um, <laughs> at least that's certainly what he was in the Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, but I like him because he's like a he's a scientist. He was a scientist before he was a Green Lantern. Um, and eventually he serves in like the honor guard and he becomes a trainer of Green Lanterns as well. And I, I just I don't know. I always kind of liked his little like he's half fish, half bird. He's just yeah, always kind of a yeah. That's really interesting. That's why I like him too. I like the way he looks. Yeah. And I think the way they did him in the yeah. movie, he looked fantastic. Yeah. So I I agree. And um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but one of the things about Tomare, and maybe maybe this is why he falls to number five. Not not really, but you know. He was the Green Lantern of Krypton's sector, Ooh. which was two eight one three. Yes, and he actually tried to save Krypton. Um, he had the scientist in him had discovered a way to save the planet, and but on his way to Krypton was blinded by a solar flare, like one flew in his, I don't know, flight pattern or something, and um, he was too late. And it, like, actually blinded him for a time. And, yeah, he almost prevented Superman. I was going to say, I'm, I'm glad he failed. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. My question, <laughs> my question is, how old is Tomare? And, like, what age does he, what, 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 what uh, rate does he age at? If You know what I mean? I am not sure on those details. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's got to be up there. Um, and also, that story happened in Superman number 257, in case anybody's fact-checking me. <laughs> I, I wasn't going <laughs> to, but I want, thanks for telling me, because now yeah. I look it up. Um, I'm going to be honest, Jake. Everything I know of Green Lantern is from the Ryan Reynolds movie, so I've never read a single Green Lantern comic. Oh, that's disappointing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Who you got for your number five? Uh, okay, uh, number five, I had Alan Scott because he was the OG. Okay. Yeah. Train conductor dude found a meteorite, chiseled it into a lantern because it told him to. Bingo, bango, we got our first Golden Age Green Lantern. 
Purple cape. Yep. I just always thought his costume was so tacky. Well, it looked ridiculous by today's standards because, you know, we're used to, you know what I mean? The skin tights and whatnot, but his was like baggy. I mean, I think even as a child, I, I always was like, eh, you know, it kind of reminds me of Doctor Strange a little bit. Right. It's I, like, I he's the Doctor Strange land. <laughs> well, I I think his updated costume, you know what I mean? Like in the new 52, he got a new suit that looked pretty cool. More streamlined, so, less cape, I believe. I don't think I've seen that, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, dude. It, pretty cool. Um, who do you have for number four? So I went with Kilowog for number four. Um, I very much like that he's like the tough guy, Green Lantern, but it's it's always sort of like he's the one who's got his shit together, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. He just always seems to be the lantern that's like, you know, sort of a rock. He seems like a, you know, essential part of the Green Lantern core and its personality. I also like that his ring is the only one that makes sound. I always thought that was cool. I didn't know that. Holy cow. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you, poozer. Filling my brain with knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also like that he says poozer. Yeah, I, I use that a lot. It reminds me of <laughs> Like, figure it out yourself, poozer. <laughs> but, like, no one knows what it is, so it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should... who's, who's your number four? I'm just so, like, curious to your list at this point. Uh, number four, I had Abin Sur. Oh, because okay. without him, we would no- have Hal Jordan, who is arguably one of the greatest Green Lanterns ever. Um, but yeah, I, I like Abin Sur. Uh, a lot of his, I mean, clearly, like they like flesh out his backstory and stuff in the newer age than back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, I believe, like in the first Hal Jordan Green Lantern, he's just an alien that pops up because, hey, uh, you're the next one, and gives it to him. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty cool story. Like, you know, the tragic story of a dying alien who passes on this great weapon to the next user is pretty Oh, that's always been one I'm a big fan of. Right. I especially like him in um um The New Frontier. I, I just I don't I don't know. I love that whole look and that comic. Stay tuned, folks. That's our next uh, one shot. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only say that because you mentioned that, and we have been mentioning a lot on the past cast. I think you know what I mean like I think we mentioned on the last episode, and maybe the episode before that. And uh, I'm like, let's just do it. <laughs> so, who did you have at number three? I went with Hal Jordan. What for number three? Why is it so yep, hot? sure did so low on the list? So, okay. Don't get me wrong. I like Hal Jordan. He's got a cool story. He's the he's sort of the classic Green Lantern, even though you know Alan Scott was the first. Right. I, I would argue. But, I mean, I like his pilot. I would arguably say that when people say Green Lantern, everyone thinks of Hal Jordan, like that, because he's the one that everybody yeah. knows. That's fair. That's fair. He falls for me to number three because he is an arrogant bastard, <laughs> like. A lot and you know like often like sometimes too headstrong 
you know, you you mentioned earlier you hadn't read any Green Lantern comics. Like he destroyed, you know, the Green Lantern right. core after <laughs> Mongol and Cyborg Superman blew up Coast City. But I mean, uh, you said earlier he's arguably the greatest Green Lantern of all time, but I would say he's also arguably the worst of all time i mean he is a classic don't get me wrong i think it's cool he's a pilot i think it's cool that he's like fearless you know but there's just always this arrogance about him that's just a bit too cocky uh, i find it i'm just like uh a little bit too cocky he's like the han solo green lantern (laughs) yeah that's that'd be a good way to describe it except yeah that's a good way to describe it actually who you got for number, number three? three? I had uh, John Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, because he's uh, what you got on. John? Uh, I mean, I didn't facts like I feel like you prepared for this way more than I did. I just was going off of <laughs> my opinion, but I put John at number three because I do like him as Green Lantern. I love the way he looks in Justice League Unlimited um, with the bald head and the goatee. And I like that he has like a military background. So like he, I think we talked about this. All his constructs and stuff are weapons versus like something more creative. Like Hal would like take someone out with a giant fist, whereas John would probably think of like an RPG or something like a a, a, a bazooka. You know what I mean? So he he's got Absolutely. that. And so he's, I mean, he's got like that tactical, uh, strategic military mindset when he fights and. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I guess with you going with number three, that's a good segue to my number two. I went with <laughs> for my number two. And yeah, and yeah, I completely picked him. He's a Marine. He's an architect um, where then that's the thing about his constructs as a Green Lantern is, yes, he does. He will make a sniper rifle, but every single piece, you know, bit and bolt in that sniper rifle will be visible because he has thought of it like an architect would. And yeah, I just, I've always loved his constructs. I imagine they are a pain to draw as an artist, but yeah, I've, I've always liked his like seriousness and, you know, and I think I hate to say it, but he's, I feel like he's always cleaning up after Hal too, which I mean is fine, but it's like, you know, Thank God we got John Stewart over here because Hal might destroy the Green Lantern Corps. One time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, also, while we're at it, for the record, like, yes, I like, yes, I know my Green Lanterns didn't, you know, didn't get too crazy into it, but I'm totally going on opinion here. Like, I'm sure somebody can be like, Hal Jordan's a better Green Lantern, and this is why, and totally have me beat. But yeah, Dude, I, mean, I, I agree. That's how we do. Who you got for I agree two? 100%. Like, I'm just going off of my opinion, and I mean, I'm sure there are stats that we could look up to see who the actual top five Green Lanterns are, but like, I'm just going off of what I think, like, who I think is cool and why I think they're cool. Um, that being said, right. for number two, for the record, I have Red Green Lantern comics. That was a joke. Um, I have Hal Jordan <laughs> because I feel I like, yeah, All I like right. that he was a pilot and uh, his story of the dying alien and that he has the willpower 
You know what I mean? Like that's why he was chosen as his successor. Um, and when I think of Green Lantern, I mean, a lot of people think of Hal Jordan just because I think he was the most popular during the 90s. You know what I mean? Or maybe maybe the 80s. Like he was, mm-hmm. he had just come around. Um, he had that new suit, even though like when people think of Green Lantern, they don't think of Alan Scott, even though he was the first Green Lantern. Everyone assumes Hal Jordan is the first Green Lantern, but he was the first Green Lantern core member that we were introduced to. You know what I mean? Um, I also like how powerful right. he becomes when he like combines with the parallax. He was able to recreate all of Coast yeah. City, even though it was destroyed. Yes, that was that was a pretty amazing. I mean, think feat. how much willpower and concentration that takes. Yeah, that's 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 pretty nuts. Um, yeah, I always love that the like imagery they have from those comics where he has like multiple green lantern rings oh, yeah. on his hand and he looks yeah. crazy. Yeah. Or like he you see like like his hands up in his face. <laughs> yeah. Um interesting thing about Hal Jordan, it's like they aged him. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we or is it only when he's with Parallax he has the Mr. Fantastic hair. I think that's okay. a parallax thing. Okay, never mind. Actually. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna all right. Yeah, people don't forget. Uh, so who do you have for number one? I got a feeling we have the same number one because process of elimination. We we always agreed on this one. I mean, yeah, we we've always been a fan of the same. It's Kyle Rayner for anyone who is wondering. Shit, the oh, who you got? (laughs) You got Guy? Did you put Guy Gardner on your list? I did. No, I'm kidding. All right, Kyle Rayner. He's the best of the best. Go on. <laughs> why is he the best? Tell us, Jake. Tell, tell us why he's your number one. So we we brought up earlier how Hal Jordan destroyed the Green Lantern Corps. Well, they were able to forge one more ring after he did that. And um, Ganthet delivered it to a young Kyle Rayner, a broke artist, um, which the art part, Sean and I have both dabbled in art, him more than I, but... I think we both love the fact that he's an artist and the fact that that is reflected in his constructs. Whereas I said earlier, I think John Stewart's constructs might be sort of difficult to draw. I imagine Kyle Rayner's are the right, best I'd say, to draw. I'd say John's are probably um, more technical versus Kyle's, which are more like whimsical and yes, fa- fan, you know what I mean, like fan, fantastic in the sense that like versus John's, which are more like industrial. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I love, I love Kyle Rayner though. I mean, I liked, I I even liked when they um, put him in the animated Superman series. I mean, that was back. I mean, that's another thing too, that we have to admit is we're nineties kids. And that was, that was when Kyle Rayner was going pretty strong. Um, Still had, I think that one of the best, like, Right, lantern costumes ever the with the green gauntlets and the black and white suit, and that big like the lantern no nose. for a mask. Oof, it's one of my and faves. I love I love that he's always stayed yeah, true no to nose. that. I don't think well maybe when he was Ion, I don't know. He's always had that. I know his latest costume has the no nose yeah. mask, right? I feel like one time when he like 
right after he became Ion and went back to being a Green Lantern, where the his like chest insignia turned into like just like a two bars in a circle. Remember that? Right. I, th- I think unless you're watching like something animated, um, yeah, I think I think he has stayed um, true to that. I, I also Lantern have him mask. as my number one because of those reasons and. Uh, because yeah, he was like the first Green Lantern to change the suit to something more uh, not so institutionalized. You know what I mean? Uh, he's had multiple suits. He was the first Green Lantern. Yeah, he's the first Green Lantern yeah, with exactly. imagination. You're right. Put it that way. To, to, to break the chains of because uh, <laughs> they're they're space cops, and he's like, no, nah, uh, it's not just being a space cop. It's you know, yeah, that's my responsibility, but I'm gonna have fun with it. So not only do I like Kyle Rayner as a lantern, but I like him as right. a character, like as a who he is. Kyle Rayner's awesome. Um, I also like that his ring is the first ring to have like no weaknesses of the past ones. Like Hal Jordan's ring was weak to yellow, and uh, you know Alan Scott's was weak to wood. So can you imagine like going out to a barbecue or something, <laughs> hanging out with the lanterns, and you're like, "Oi, uh, Alan, you want to go play some stickball?" And he's like, "No, I can't." And then, like, Hal Jordan, like, hey, pass me the mustard. No! Well, kind of <laughs> problem, guys. That, and because yeah. if you've ever read uh, the whole Brightest Day thing, he eventually, like, he, like, ascends. You know what I mean? He, because I, I mentioned earlier, he becomes Ion, and then he becomes, that's, like, when he becomes, like, one with the universe, and his face is, like, a galaxy. Uh, he eventually wields all different colored rings, and as well, I think Hal did that too, maybe. I don't know. And, and becomes the White Lantern, which is like an amalgam of all the rings. Right. Yeah, I, I just we'll like the... Fans of Kyle also, Rainer. I love the concept of like, with Hal, he was the golden... He's like Vader. Hal was Vader. You know, he was the golden boy who fell. And Kyle Rayner was Luke, who, who brought it back. Like, he was their last-ditch effort. Now it's time for a panel review with our comic crusader, Jake. What do you got for us this week, buddy? All right. This week I got uh, the Django oh. Zorro crossover uh, written by Quentin Tarantino and Matt Wagner. Art by Steve Poles. It's a good one. Um, it is the official Django Unchained sequel, if you will, um, said by Tarantino himself. Um, we see a Django right after he has escaped Candyland. He is at some point, he, we don't see him with Hildy, and he mentions she is off somewhere safe while he is out continuing to be a bounty hunter. Um, and he has ventured out, out west to do that. He runs into an uh, older mm-hmm. John Diego de la Vega. For those who don't know, what? that's Zorro's secret identity. Um, but... Yeah, spoilers. You know, I read today, side note, I read today that um, the original Zorro story, you didn't find out that he was Don Diego de la Vega until the very end of the story. Um, So yeah, seriously, spoilers if you haven't read the original. Like the end of the comic run? Like the end of the 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 series? Like the whole comic run? That's when you find out? No, it was like a... 
short story or something that was only meant to be, um, you know, it was oh, only meant to be one thing and it took off. Yep. But yeah, so in this story, Django and Zoro, they, uh, they hang out for a bit. Specifically, Zoro hides, hires him to be a quote-unquote bodyguard which he doesn't really need, but it's sort of like Zoro enlists, hires him as help. Um, kind of cool. cool. He pays him in like actual gold. Um, yeah, right. Like straight from the mine, like just pulls out this little bag. So is it, like, is it kind of like a, uh, like, like, um, like um, a green Hornet situation where like green Hornet's a hero. And so is Kato. And then like, they're just partners. Um, they're, they are more partners. Um, they're, I mean, it is, Don Diego does hire him. Um, he, he's an older, he is, he, he is much older in this. Like he's sort of like Dark Knight Returns Batman in this a little bit. Um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the times Django is, all right, like, who is this dude? And like, cause there's, there's a few times where Zoro, like while he's Diego whips out, you know, he takes down some dudes with his walking stick. Right. You know what so I does mean? He, like, is he just... like, is that kind of his characterization too? Like when you're reading it, does he kind of have like the whole vibe of the older Bruce Wayne where he's like cynical and tired of everyone's shit? Uh, not really. He's, um, his secret identity is a lot more like I would say more like a Tony Stark, where he's a he's a lot more like kind of flamboyant and kind of jokes around a little bit and is like real charming and you know kind of witty, um, but you know he's not he's not necessarily cynical, but he is he is a guy with a plan the entire time, and he's like this guy Django could help me out quite a bit like and Django ends up going along with it because he takes down a false dictator um someone who's posing as you know a royal Spaniard who's staking claim in Arizona um and it's a false claim the whole time so Zora is has gone there to take him out and Django ends up helping him because this false dictator has enslaved the Native Americans Does Django know? in that area. And yeah, Django's like... So a lot of the story Django spends like what like what the hell is up with this guy? And like he is not what he seems. And it, it's kind of like once he once he ends up spotting Zorro, like he's like, all right. But does he know... I see what's going on now. You know Zorro's what I mean? Secret. And then ends up helping him anyways. Okay. Yes, he figures it out. Gotcha. He what figures did you like best? Out. What I really liked best was Django as a character. Like, there's a lot of parts in it where he's like, uh, you know what? You you are like, you know, he's like, you're real flamboyant with your sword and, you know, you're kind of pansies. Like, <laughs> I'm going to shoot these guys. Like, you know, he's like, you know, he's just, he's a badass. You know, it is, it is. There's, That's one of my favorite movies. In the movie Django Unchained, you know, you sort of see his evolution into the, oh yeah, absolute masterpiece. But 
you know, you see his evolution into, you know, the kind of the bounty hunter Django at the end. You know, he learns how to shoot. And in this, we get That's more awesome. time with that fully evolved character. And, you know, yeah. And he's, honestly, I felt like he's the highlights. And, you know, there, there's actually a really cool part in it. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything further, but there's a cool part where uh-huh. Django sort of gets a Zoro on a little bit. With a sword or something and, or whips? Um, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they use a lot of their banter is like, Zoro's like, ah, but uh, the sword never needs reloading, you know? And no match for a- Django's <laughs> like, yeah, that's good if you don't get hit by a bullet first. Right. Uh, right. What do you think you're most it, critical of? It was of? a really fun read. There is a lot of parts in it where the uh, the dialogue drags on and you're kind of like, all right, let's get back to the action. You know, they, they go through a lot of backstory of this false dictator and um, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of parts where the dialogue just drags and, you know, you're just kind of so that being action. said, what would you read it? I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of five overall. Um, I feel like that is pretty fair for it. How many? You know, it's overall it's a pretty light story, and oh, man, I, the dialogue does drag it down. Um, the one that I'm talking about is seven. I think they do continue past this. But, okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. I, uh, I was just looking at the issues. artwork in it. I like that cover photo of them like back to back. Um, the Zoro's mask cover his whole face the whole time. I'm used to like the yeah. Domino mask Zoro. This is interesting. Yes, he had a full, yeah, he had the full face mask. I, I thought that I thought it was a cool look, um, with those J Lee covers that you're looking That's at. That's like right the OG like uh, he, Green Hornet. Uh, he used to have he a full mask great. too. You know what you should do, right? right. Yeah, and they make Django look pretty cool <laughs> with his uh, sunglasses and stuff on. Like they made. They made like his look at the end of the movie like a superhero like costume his look kind in of this comic, and I, I think it looks great. The uniform, rather. Um, yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. You should check out um, maybe for the next panel review. Do uh, Batman in the Shadow? That'd be cool. All right, guys, that wraps it up See for this week. We Stay will tuned. catch you next, next week. time. We give a special thanks to Anchor for giving us the tools to create this podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date and interact with us through our social media outlets, you can search GeekCastX on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a backlog of old episodes available on YouTube and iTunes. Our newest episodes are available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We thank you for tuning in to another episode of GeekCastX.